Let's play episode four. This is actually going along a lot quicker. It's like two months down the line now. It's quite terrifying. Um, I'm your host for this episode. My name is Ruben, and I'm joined, as always, by Mark. Hello. And Will. Meow, meow. So it's been a slow couple of weeks in terms of news. I'm assuming that's console cycle stuff. I mean, we can't have a massive Nintendo Direct Sony State of Play and Xbox preview every two weeks. But it would make our lives so much mm-hmm. easier <laughs> if that were the case. <laughs> Although, dare I say, it was it was challenging last time to try and fit everything in, so it's almost slightly a relief as well to have... I, admittedly, if we have lots of quiet weeks, we're going to have to come up with lots of new ideas. But um, True. It's and... nice to have the odd quiet week here and there. Yep, agreed. Um so might as well get started straight away. Nintendo Direct Treehouse nonsense thing. Pikmin 3 Deluxe and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Do we have any thoughts? Uh, I'm Pikmin 3 Deluxe looks gorgeous. I'm not planning on picking it up because I think I'm done with that game. I enjoyed it. I loved it. But I think I've, I've done my time. Um, makes total sense for them to bring out a demo, though, which they released as well as part of that. Um, get people playing it get people hooked, get people purchasing it. I still think they should have done a package with one and two as well. Yeah, I mean, that would have been nice to be able to have all three on the same console. Uh, I never I, I never finished Pikmin 3, so I might pick it up at some point down the line. Um, but I think I'm probably going to have more than enough to be getting on with without picking up a game <laughs> that right. I have already played most of once. You'll have to stop yeah. playing Hades for two <laughs> seconds before you can play another game. <laughs> I do feel like that's part of maybe I wonder if that's gonna be part of Pikmin 3's issue is that, you know, there's enough it's coming out in a crowded marketplace. You know, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Um a lot of stuff to get people excited. And maybe, you know, we've had we've had with the Mario collection, we've had people who've gone and scratched a bit of a nostalgia itch. Maybe well, they're just looking for something new now. Maybe, but or maybe Nintendo have just been very clever and they've realised actually there is a lot of competition right now. So let's just release a game that we've already, you know, made our money on. <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it does massively well out of the gate because, like all kind of Nintendo releases, it will probably have a long, you know, sales life. Probably not massive. It's not going to set the world on fire. But no, but um, I, I also wouldn't be surprised if you know we're waking up to read stories of how it's already sold more than it sold in its entire lifetime on the Wii U. Oh yeah, I'm sure that will happen. They're releasing on, on a on a platform with a much larger install well, base. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> and every game so far that they've done that with mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. had a higher uptake because, as Will said, completely right. There's a larger install base there to sell to, um, but. To be honest, I'm not fussed with it. I'm not. I, I'm not a Pikmin fan. I find it stressful. <laughs> I, as I say, I like it, but I, it's not one that I'm rushing to replay. So, Hyrule Warriors, however, yeah, I'll be there on day fucking one. Much more excited for Hyrule Warriors. All, although I've, I have somewhat intentionally not paid too much attention to what's going on because I want to be a little bit more surprised about mm-hmm. about what's going to happen. Well, I did go and watch some of the footage from the treehouse, um, and it seems like it was all about the women, and I'm actually living for that. It was really nice to have um, three women presenting, 
um, and they showed off gameplay of Obosa, of Zelda, and of Impa, and announced that Pura is going to be a playable character. So it's just really nice. And I'm actually quite... The thing that's excited me the most, I think, is surely, 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 you know, there have been so many rumours and, and questions about will Zelda be playable in Breath of the Wild 2. She's got to be Surely right? this is softening the ground. You know, She's got to be, be exciting. playable. Even as an option. Yeah. But, well, we'll have to see with that one. But I, I honestly think that Zelda as a playable character is a definitely viable thing in the Zelda franchise. They've just not done it yet. Well, a, a game where you actually play as the title character? Well, outside of the CDI games, but we don't really oh, speak you, of them. Wand of Gamelon. Yeah, and the Faces yeah, we'll... of Evil wasn't the other one? Yeah. They were... Atrocious. Games. Um, <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes around the word games. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, th- I think that adequately covers it without um, needing to worry too much about the finer details so that Mark doesn't have anything ruined for him. So Super Nintendo World is open-ish, kind of? I want to go. Yeah. I really want to go really badly. I want the waffles. Have you seen the waffles? I have not seen the waffles. I mean, I Little love Mario waffles. waffles. I love I love Nintendo. Marrying those two things up is almost perfection. It does. It does feel a bit of a shame that it's had to. I had to have this kind of soft opening of just here's some shops, the, the store, and the cafe. Yeah. Um, but you know, in the circumstances, I completely understand it. Um, still excited to see what people say when they start getting on those rides um, when they mm. eventually open. And, and, and what the rides actually, actually are, even because I don't know if there's a huge amount of information about what rides are going to be there or. Well, they've already the, the the thing that I know is confirmed about the park is that you have those level up wristbands mm-hmm. that interact with the park itself. Oh, sort of UGNFC or which something, which is a fucking Japanese concept in itself. They could yeah. never do that over here, like. Um, don't, and I, I but, believe that is there. A, I believe there's a Mario Kart dark ride, which um, makes sense. Which mm-hmm. makes sense for a dark ride, you know. Um, who knows? Are we going to see like a Yoshi go round? We'll find out. <laughs> Yoshi go round. That would be cute. I, I just to be fair, like most of my money there would be spent on the merchandise anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the rides are just icing on the yeah, on the Nintendo would, they, cake. Yes, they would be on Peach's on Peach's cake. The cake Will never. Mario happened. finally get to eat one of Peach's cakes. Here's the question. God, that sounded a lot filthier than I think you intended. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure Mario has gone to town on Peach's cake. She's a strong, independent woman. She doesn't need him anymore. She's made that very clear. Oh, needs need has nothing to do with it. Will? Well, she shacked up with Bowser, <laughs> didn't she? If well, she spurned them, she spurned them both at the end of Odyssey. She was like, "I'm fucking done with you." I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Like, if you spent your entire life being chased by someone and then being freed from their clutches by another someone that won't leave you alone, you would just go, oh, "Fuck both of you." And then she did that amazing thing where she, she went off and travelled and you could mm-hmm. go and find her in each different world, like finally living her life, <laughs> finally just like exploring the galaxy. What she always wanted to do is just travel with her toad companion. Um, God only knows what's going on there. 
But yeah, Super Nintendo World, I'm I'm in. I just you know it needs to open. Really. When when the world is a safer place, I will definitely be looking to go and have have a visit. Yeah, and who knows at this rate, um, you know, we might. They're probably going to catch up on because they're building one in Florida as well, aren't they? They're mm-hmm. probably going to catch up. Yeah, that's so, true. You know, there'll be there'll be multiple ones before you know it. I would rather go to Japan than Florida. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so would I. Although my parents do have timeshare in Florida, so that would be cheaper at least. Okay, so all we're going all to going to Florida. Parents timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, sad news: Chris Tales was delayed. I'm going to leave this conversation up to both of you because I heard of this game for the first time about three minutes ago. It is a, <laughs> if, if I remember it correctly, and Will, please correct me if I'm wrong, it yep. is a action JRPG with a self-shaded yep. art style um, yep. where the main mechanics revolve around time manipulation. Yep. I mean, it sounds so. Fun. So you're like, you're like moving in areas but then within those areas you're moving within and without the past the present and the future um and ruben and i certainly both played a demo of it at egx about a year ago um and really enjoyed it so i am really looking forward to it uh disappointed it's delayed yes but they're only delaying it from i think it was meant to be next month um until early 2021 they're saying so it's not going to be a big delay um and Actually, the news of the day has made me realise there's a demo out there that I've not been in play. So I'm going to go and download the Chris Tales demo on my Switch later. Oh, this demo. Um, because the um, the thing that I really liked about the game and the thing that I'm really looking forward to actually um, exploring more is the fact that the time mechanics also affected the combat. So yep. you can actually shift shift time during the combat and make the enemies younger or older. So if they're older, I think if they're older, they have more health, but they are physically weaker. Mm -hmm. If they're younger, they have less health, but they're physically stronger. Right. So you can... There's a kind of gamble as to what what works best for your play style, I guess. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just really liked the time time manipulation in it. And also I think what works best for, you know, for which situation, because I think it was also, it was one of those where you could have, um, you could have enemies attacking from either side so imagine if there's scope to like actually i'm going to age these ones that i'm not focusing on yet mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so they're doing less damage to me while i go to town on the the younger ones that makes sense and another sad thing axiom verge 2 was also delayed this was more personally devastating to me because i loved the first axiom verge game I was very excited that the second one was supposedly coming at the end of this year and now it's been delayed until the first half of next year. So I'm a bit saddened by that as well. I really loved the first Axiom version, but at least now I have time to go back and replay it before the second one comes that out. That is very true. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth a replay. If I like you, I can put down Hades. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just while we're on on games, as we've been mentioning games that you know have been expected in 2020 and have not yet come... Um, is it also worth mentioning that it appears that we might be on the verge of getting some some Bravely Default 2 news at last? The yes. Japanese Twitter appears to be suggesting something is, is coming soon. Which could just be news. But yes, the demo but at least, at least like we'll know where it is. You know, at the moment, it's, a tw- it's supposedly a 2020 game. Mm. We're in the middle of October. And, and 
we don't know much beyond what they what they announced when they first announced it and released the demo. I mean, the demo was like 30 million years ago now. So who knows how long they are, how far, sorry, they are along in development. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's one that I'm surprised that we've not been told it's being delayed. So I guess we'll, whether we'll find that out or something else, who knows? Mm, true, true. Um, something that I have a very personal stake in, the new Resident Evil movie. Ah, Apparently yes. revisiting the storyline from the original game, right? Yeah, the original two first two games. Um, because we have, um, like, Leon and Claire and um, and all of that nonsense um, all involved. Um, so, and uh, isn't it Netflix? I don't know, actually. Oh, I mean, I know there's the TV show, the shitty-sounding TV show. That's Netflix. Yes, that's... For Resident Evil. With the Wesker children. Fuck off. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. If this movie is... I want to say this movie is tied to Netflix in some way. I don't you, know if You I'm could right. well be right, but I, don't, I also uh, have no idea, I'm afraid. But the casting looks pretty spot on. Hmm. I'm into, I, 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 I mean, I'm into it. It's... The first two games, I'm into it. It also um, looks like sensible casting to be casting people, you know, casting actors who've been in the kind of franchises that you want to be attracting fans over from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, of course, that's not, you know, the original Resident Evil bears very little resemblance to the game franchise, but I still really love that the, film. No, the original <laughs> Resident Evil movie does bear relation to the franchise. It's every movie after that that it goes off the fucking rails. And I love that franchise. I, I, I unironically love the Resident Evil movies. They are shite. But, but, the, but the good kind of shite. Yeah, they are objectively terrible, but they are also really fun to watch. Objectively terrible films could be so wonderful, though. Yeah, they really get the, Agreed. Agreed entirely. Um, okay, so next, uh, and this is kind of the big controversy, I guess, of the last two, the last two weeks. Um is the Golden Axe situation, which I know that neither of you two are entirely aware of. Um, there was, uh, it's, it's all come to the fore through social media recently, that um, uh, Sega, as part of their 60th, I want to say, anniversary um, celebrations on Steam, released this game called Golden Axe, mm-hmm. which is a reimagining of the Golden Axe games. Mm-hmm. Um, that was only in beta. It was literally a, it, it was a kind of um, gameplay demo of sorts, um, but it was never released. And it just suddenly got released as part of the 60th anniversary. And one of the developers that was working on it has told his story about how that was made. And he was put through incredibly severe crunch situations uh-huh. and was told that the game was shit and was shelved. So he is slightly pissed off. Yeah, understandably I understand so. so. You would be quite annoyed. Um, that this, game... this isn't something to be celebrated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that this game has been torn from the vault of time when it was disregarded before and is now being lauded as the lost... Golden Axe game. Yeah. Um, so, mm, not good. I think it's also, I think there's also, there's, you know, I feel, and I heard some conversations about this around the 
Nintendo hack. You know, I don't necessarily always feel that we need to see everything that's in your vault. You know, like, you chose not to release these things for a reason. Um, And video game, you know, developers are artists and Mm. going out and, and releasing their rough sketches of stuff is not necessarily always the nicest as, thing. As the, yeah, as the saying goes, uh, you don't always want to see how the sausage is made. I never want to know how the sausage is made. Ooh, I miss a horrible, sausage. I don't want to have got a horrible precedent. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not a But good, the crunch as well a... sounds particularly shitty. Mm. Like, I mean, this is like, this is approaching, you know, Ubi, CDPR levels of being shitty. Mm. shitting over although you know i also one suspects it's probably someone you know who's come across this thing in the archive gone oh isn't this wonderful has no idea about the shitty things that happened to make it happen and then not happen true true i mean i i do want to play it but i'm i agree with because what someone has what someone said i think they said it jokingly but i agree with it um before i would ever consider playing that I would get the game that the guy, that this developer has made since leaving Sega. Because the game he's made looks really fun. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. I'm sure someone in the comments on whatever platforms we're on are going to scream at me what the name of the game is. But I would much rather buy that first and mm-hmm. support what he's he's doing, Dances. which he's been doing under his own steam that he's enjoyed making, and then yep. go back and then play this Golden Axe thing. But Sega have already apologised, and I put that in the strongest fucking inverted commas for it. Who knows? But it's just it's it's just another games industry is shitty situation. I know, and, and it's it's just like they like they all need to realise the way they solve this problem and solve themselves having these PR problems is not to be shitty and require such long term crunch of your developers. I mean, you'd think that, but Ubisoft is still going. So, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and that's not changing either. That's that situation's just stagnated. It's just the same. It's not got any better or any worse. Oh wait, no, the uh, Mich- uh, Michel Ancel didn't he leave? He did. He did midway um, through the creation of Beyond Good and Evil Two because he was under investigation. Yes, well, yeah, allegedly. He originally said that he he originally said that he left to pursue new opportunities. Um, more inverted commas for for those of you who obviously can't see them. Um, and now there now there are whistleblowers saying that actually he's left because he was under investigation. Of course, arsehole. Um And that's me putting it lightly. So we've actually started to see the Xbox Series X out in the wild, and it's not overheating or anything apparently, which is. Apparently, it's it's running cool and quiet, which is exactly what you want from your game consoles. And it's uh, not dead, so it's not 360. No, <laughs> especially after a you know the current generation. I think it's fair to say on both sides of the fences, the consoles have been noisy beasts. I've never had that issue. Like my PS4 doesn't make that much. Albeit, I don't no, play uh, like Red Dead Redemption or any of the games that are you know super powerful. But... I, I, I mean, don't know. They are but... quite, those fans are quite noisy, but they're, mm. they're keeping them cool. That's the whole point yeah. of them. Mm. I mean, I, I can ca- occasionally hear my, my PS4 Pro, but not to the extent that people seem to complain about like them sounding like jet engines taking off. But I fully believe that it happens. Mm. Um, 
I think on the PlayStation side, it seems that that's it's a bit of a a design issue with dust clogging up the system, which from what I've seen from the PS5 teardown that we'll come to later, that does seem to be an issue they've they've worked to resolve. With its massive fan of massiveness. With its mass, but also there are, I believe, uh, uh, there are like uh, traps for the dust to stop them getting in and actually causing a problem with system cooling. Um, it's also, um, you know, as we mentioned, I know we mentioned before we start recording the the final previews, as they are being termed, have all now gone live. So we're also starting to get impressions of people playing games on xbox series x that are mm. actually properly optimized for xbox series x as yes. opposed to playing 360 games which yes. is what we've been being treated to up to now um i mean two things two things i definitely noticed about the series x one they weren't understating how fucking big that thing is no i mean that it's, is it's, a chunky it's boy it's a chunky boy i mean it's still no ps5 but it's 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 fair it's a chunk it's a chunky boy i was not expecting it. like when people said it was big i was like uh, how big can every, it every, be? Everyone talks themselves up, um, <laughs> but yeah, but no, it's fucking massive. Um, it is the monolith from space from space two thousand two thousand one, a space odyssey come to life at mm. last. Um, and the other thing is how how quick the jumping between games mechanic uh, quick um, resume uh, system yeah. they have quick resume. It's so quick. It is yeah, blindingly quick. And if you you know if you've got as I frequently do, have, I don't know, three or four games on the go at the same time. Um, you know, being able to seamlessly jump from one to the other is... Um, it's not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it does, doesn't necessarily feel like a huge win. But, you know, you do that multiple times over the life of a console and you're saving a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, it's like anything else. Like, think back to when you first got a broadband connection. Oh, yeah. And you went, oh, wow, this is so fast. And obviously now you would go back to it and go, oh, my God, this is so torturously slow. <laughs> but, you know, at the time it feels life-changing. Um, and then you get used to it and then you take it for granted. Um, yeah. Obviously, the only thing is it's going to be less useful to those people who are going with the Series X and are going to use discs. Um, because you're still going to have to change your disc, but um, that is very true. But the thing is, if you've got a series which to me X, is the bigger barrier, I just don't want to get get my ass up off the sofa and go and change which disc is in there on occasion. The yeah, you mean, if you've got the Series X, uh, and if you're going with Microsoft in general, you're going to be getting the Game Pass because it makes the most yeah, sense. Yeah. So being able to yeah, jump you're... between the Game Pass games is just insanely good. yeah. And I think it's also and, fair to say, even able... if you even if you're using discs. The game itself, once you put the disc in, will still quick resume. Yes, yeah. It's just fucking. The next gen is actually starting to excite me now. Yeah, and I think you. I think a lot of the benefits you're going to see in the next gen, at least initially, are not about a big wow jumping graphics, but about a lot of other improvements to the quality of life. About what those SSDs are gonna allow what the to, SSDs are gonna bring to achieve what the you know what the uh, you know quieter faster abilities of the consoles the better sound you know this this supposed three D audio magic that Sony have brought to the PS Five it's just yeah it's it you're, you're right it's usability mostly mm-hmm. those those are the main improvements usability more than anything else um something that 
I already know excites Will, and I can, <laughs> I can, I can, I can see him smiling. The Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory demo is now out in the wild as well, which I've yet to download. That's the other demo I need to go and download. Um, but it seems to be getting a good reception from what I'm seeing from Kingdom Hearts Twitter. Um, perhaps unsurprisingly, getting the best reception from people who like rhythm action games and like Kingdom Hearts. Um, I'd imagine, there's a fair amount of, I'd imagine there's a fair amount of crossover there as That's well. That's a Venn diagram if you ever wanted one. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts fans, rhythm action fans. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think it looks like lots of fun. So I, I'm going to go give it a try. And then if I like the demo, I'm probably going to go and pre-order it. Because um, I could do with some rhythmy nonsense, I think. Hot rhythm really, action. To end 2020. I'm going to wait because... I've had the Kingdom Hearts Story So Far collection since about a year, about a year and a half ago, and I've still not played that. I, I picked that up uh, on sale uh, back in February. Uh, I played that's the first... a lot to add into your backlog in one go. I I played, you know, a good four or five hours of the first game, and then kind of just noped out of it. I think, and this is going to cause a lot of people to be upset, but I think if you don't have the nostalgia for it, the first couple of games have not aged well at all. I, I, I The first game has definitely not aged well, you know, and, and the camera in that first game is, is janky. Camera, the, the controls the are floaty, yeah. the combat is yep. imprecise. I just could not get on with it. <laughs> it wasn't for me, I'm afraid. So Queers at Play are officially stepping out as haters of Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> Certainly, I I really like the story of Kingdom Hearts 1, you know, but it is one, in the modern era, it's one to be got through because it, it's does, a it doesn't play well. Yeah. It doesn't play well anymore. And what are the, what's that gummy ship flying nonsense all about? I just let, love leave just, the just, let me, just let me get to the next fucking level. Don't make me play a really piss-poor... Star Fox imitation. To get you only there. have to. What, you, so you, the good Fox. news, Mark, is you. Mark, the good news is you only get the gummy ship stuff in proper full numbered entries of Kingdom Hearts. So you only have gummy ship in one, two, and three. You you don't have to gummy ship. I'm in not making it through game one in the Kingdom Hearts. Well, so. <laughs> I don't care how many games gummy ships is in because I'm not getting past one. <laughs> so sometimes. The first bit of news in the, and I put this in inverted commas, why we record this on a Thursday, um, because news always comes out later on in the fucking week for some reason. And possibly one of the reasons why Miles Morales is already game of the year and it's not out yet. Spider Cat. Spider Cat. Spider Cat. Fucking Spider Cat. It's the best thing. Like, it's amazing. Is that Spider Cat's wearing a little little Spider Man mask? I love it's it. It's the cutest. <laughs> I just, I mean, I did you did, so much. did you watch the whole video, Will? Of yes. like him finding the cat and the cat being all fine and everything, and then him going back later and the cat just being an accomplice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and the bit when I, I'm just so in love with that move where he like swings the bag around and the cat like leaps, leaps out. out and goes, <laughs> I've seen, it's amazing. Is, I've I've watched this trailer so many times now. Like 
because I'm obsessed with it. And they've even got the little behaviors of the cat, right? So like when he has the backpack on with the cat in it, the cat acts like a cat and you see the little the little feet push out the bottom of the bag and stuff. It's they've really thought about this and I What would a cat do it. if he was kept in a backpack? Well apparently he'd fight crime. Fair enough. <laughs> so really honestly if if Miles Morales is not on my games of the year, uh I will be it's going to have to do something horribly wrong. It's really going to have to do something wrong for it to not be on my games. It's yeah. it's so exciting, and you know, from everything that we've seen of both that mm. and of Spider Man Remastered, we can expect yeah. that it's going to be a, a beautiful, beautiful game. Especially it's going to end up stunning. Those those some of those stills of Miles in those costumes look uh-huh. the the detail and texturing on those costumes looks yeah incredible. Um, and I don't know how much of that is down to, you know, I mean, because this is a game that is also going to be running on the PS4. So obviously we're seeing screenshots of the PS5 version. So it'd be interesting to see the difference between the two. So, you know, how much of this is down to, you know, things like... Um, ray tracing. Ray tracing, yeah. Light, you know, the additional lighting and stuff that you get on the PS5, really making those look like realistic textures that are existing in the world. I mean, to be fair, yeah. the PS4 version still looks... Still oh, good. absolutely, yeah. And, you know, you, you're also someone who was very, very, very recently only just finished... Yeah, I finished Spider-Man. it like a week or so ago. Um, Were there tears? Yes. Because that ending, oh my God. Which one? There's three endings. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the particular it. one involving, involving Spider-Man and Aunt May. Yes, yep, yep. Devastating. I swear I cried at all three endings for different reasons. I mean, the third one, I cried for my penis. <laughs> <laughs> because Miles Morales and Peter Parker. Yeah. Oof. They what, had a moment. What they a had, dream threesome that is. They had a moment. Um, <laughs> all we need is Miles in the Spider-Verse live action movie. And also, that's going to end up being a t-shirt now, isn't it? <laughs> now that I've said that. That I cried for my penis. I, I regret saying that sentence almost immediately after saying it. Um, is this going to be one of those things that you're going to add into your Twitter bio because it's, you now just have to own it? It's just going to say "cries for his penis." <laughs> cries from his penis at the end for miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Moving very swiftly on. Uh, I think it's time for some backlog bingo. Backlog Yay! bingo. <laughs> So I, I last last episode was tasked with playing near. Yeah, you were. Yes, I was. Now I had played some near previous to the backlog bingo. Um, I wasn't exactly sure how much I played. It was I don't know two years ago maybe that I I played it. Um, so I had a bit of a dilemma when I started up. Do I start again from scratch or do I try and pick up from where I left off? Um, I ultimately decided to pick up where I left off uh, and see that through. And I was a lot further along in the first, the first ending uh, story than I thought. Um, 
I, I was probably about three quarters of the way through. Um, and I was initially unsure. And that is, I think, why I dropped it in the first place. I, I wasn't sure if I was getting it. I wasn't sure if I was playing it right. It felt a little bit... It felt a little bit unfocused, um, and there were a lot of there were a lot of kind of side mechanics that I felt were not particularly very well explained, and that's one of the reasons also why I gave up on Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Um, although that does it to a much greater extent, um, and the voice acting in that made me want to stick pencils in my ears, but. Um, I persevered. Uh, I, I completed the the two B playthrough. Um, I then went on and completed the nine S playthrough, and I am now about. I'm thinking about halfway through the third playthrough, um, which exciting. I was a bit concerned about the the commitment needed to play this game multiple times, but actually, the first two playthroughs as it, it's just enough difference to keep you interested and mm. it's not so long that as a story that it's insurmountable and then what you discover actually as a third playthrough is just a completely different story altogether it's like it's like an, yeah. it's like it's like the ending that comes after everything that you've just played through twice um and i found i'm really enjoying it i, I there's a couple of nitpicks i think that i have about uh, a couple of couple of elements one of them is um some of those fucking hacking games. <laughs> oh, they're just... I almost threw my control... Some across. of them are horrible, for sure. Uh, so there is, uh, there's one particular section in the third playthrough where you have to climb a tower, and on each tower there are increasing numbers of chests that you have to hack into in order to unlock the door to continue to the next level. Yeah. And I was getting to the, I'm getting to the point where I was almost throwing my controller across the room in rage at... <laughs> How frustrating some of those chests are to hack into. Um, the other thing that I this I'm never one to say graphics matter in a game, and some of the graphics in the and this is I think it's that it's there's a juxtaposition between how detailed some of the character work is and the combat and stuff, but the the world itself is it's very bland. It feels very PS3 in terms of the greater world. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree on that. <laughs> I think I think you're mistaking their art direction and deliberate choice because this is a this is a post-apocalyptic. It's world. clearly a deliberate choice, but you know, you're, there are bits where you're like walking through still. Uh, intact relatively intact buildings but there is just literally nothing in them they are just empty shells empty concrete shells there's not even like the remains of office building you know it's just completely bare and it just feels a bit and, and again some of the outdoor areas are are very sparse and spartan and yes i get it, it's a post-apocalyptic world but i mean and it's, a, it's only a very minor complaint because like the, the characters themselves are very detailed the, the combat is fluid and smooth and the enemies are detailed. It's just just a little bit 
of a. Mm. See, I think I think one of the other reasons I think they they did that is because it does really heighten certain moments, mm. um, like first going to the fairground and seeing the fireworks that are going off. I feel like they wanted to make it all so drab and dull that you're going to have these moments that are going to burst through and are really going to stick with you. Um, the fair, fairground, the fairground is, is by far my favourite moment. In oh the yeah, I, very, the first I did enjoy the there first, is, the, it's the most unsettling it is. moment. Because you just go from everything else in the game to suddenly there's this slightly more joyful music playing and fireworks and the robots aren't attacking you. They're just going about their lives yet you're going being entertainment like they Mm. were before and there's just something really unsettling about that area for me especially when the music really starts coming in and you start hearing the sadness even that joyful music is quite sinister Mm. it's very sinister i still have a lot of unanswered questions and i'm hoping some of those kind of get resolved as part of the third playthrough Um, some might some might, yes. <laughs> it's still Yoko Taro. <laughs> and, and the good news to you, Mark, is, is it's it's easy to get. You don't have to do extra playthroughs after the third playthrough to have achieved C, yes. D, and E yeah. in your... Yeah, in I mean, I, I, did accident, I did accidentally uh, discover ending G, I think, uh, which you get right at the start of the second playthrough. If you, oh, I uh, found that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't you jump go the into wrong the, way, yeah. If you go, you the, go wrong the wrong way, way, and it's like he never turned up. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's yeah. like, oh. and it just fast forwards through the credits and goes, "You've done." I went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I guess there's, I wasn't meant to go that way then. There's actually quite a few endings like that where you can, you yeah. can just exit. Um, I think there's I think there's one at like uh, so as to not spoil it for anyone who is listening who hasn't played near. Um, there is a moment where you need to return to a location because it's under attack. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you like go off and do other things, ending. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... I mean, I, I'm aware that there are 26 endings, aren't yes, there? Yes, one, one for, for each letter. letter. Yeah. So yeah. it's just bonkers, but yes. Over, overall, thumbs up, I, I'm really enjoying it. So, you know, I don't want anyone to take away my, my minor criticisms as me disliking ah. the game, because they're, they're only very minor. So, Mark hates Nero Automata. <laughs> That's what I'm taking uh-huh. away from this. Um, yeah, I did I did 25 of the 26 endings, and I was working on ending number 26, and it, came, it, it brought me to a, a optional boss. Um, and I died, and I tried the optional boss again, and I died again. And then I was like, I wonder if I can find any hints of how to do this. And then I looked, and it was like, defeat the optional boss, and then after you defeated the optional boss, you need to go and max out every weapon in the game, and then you have to go and fight another optional. And I was like, nope, no, <laughs> not, nope. that's too much, that's a step <laughs> Ending 26 far. is not happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I very strongly suggest I will not be hunting all 26 endings once I've seen the majority of the story content in the game. But, although I have finished... My my uh, required play for the backlog bingo. I will go back and finish the story when I can over when I can face trying those <laughs> hacking mini games again. So that's the oh, is it those hacking mini games that you stopped at? Yeah, that's where I that's where I stopped at, midway through that tower. Persevere, persevere, get through the tower. It will be fine. So I think that's actually... the, the boss in that area is amazing. So that's the first overly positive backlog bingo review we've had. 
because mine was overwhelmingly negative. Yeah. And Will's was kind of mixed. Mm, uh, but Will's was Will's positive right enough. enough I positive enough that I didn't like it. <laughs> but you're positive enough that you're intending to play uh, Doom Eternal as part of your uh, follower goal. No, no, he wants. Yes, he's in yes, <laughs> my follower goal, but also because it was negative enough <laughs> that I feel that I will get angry and sweary and frustrated enough on stream. And I think you will because I, I, I think Doom Eternal is a f- far more frustrating, far more frustrating game than the original, but also far more strategic. Yeah. I'm also hoping the other reason it can go in now is that. I'm hoping my Xbox Series S will turn probably, up. I'll probably have an Xbox Series S by the time we get round to and it. And it will be in. Yes, it will I'll be. Get in it, the... I'll get it on Game Pass and it won't cost me anything. Yes, that is very true. God, I need to get Game Pass. Okay, I really need to get it. So, I am the gamer for this episode. And I believe. It is my turn to choose because we're going to swap round who's picking for who, so we're not always picking for the same person. Would you like a reminder? Yes, yes, I would. So uh, I've already played Arkham Knight, so that's done, uh, fortunately. And um, so the games remaining on my backlog bingo are Celeste, mm-hmm. Chibi Robo Ziplash, yep. Persona Five, Undertale, Dino Crisis Two, Shadows of the Damned. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, hashtag FE, and Jet Set Radio. That is a collection of games. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I... I have played exactly two of the games on your backlog, and one of those was Arkham Knight, so I'm going to pick the other game that I have played on your backlog. And what would that be? That would be Dino Crisis 2. Okay. Yes, dinosaurs. Because, okay, so this is going to be fulfilling a gap in my gaming history that I've been ashamed to have for years. Because I've played and finished the first one. I just, I never owned... I have never played the first one. (laughs) How? (laughs) Um, It was purely because uh, I... uh, This is, so back when they first came out, uh, I had a friend come over to visit. He had Dino Crisis 2. We played it over the weekend and finished it. I had never played the first one. I never owned it. I never owned Dying Crisis 2. I just played uh, my friend's copy of it. But I did enjoy it. So hopefully you will too, uh, despite the possible issues with it being a somewhat aging game. I go back and I play like the original Resident Evil 2 like once a year. I think I'll be fine with aging games. Um, well, to be fair, that game still holds up. But it still holds up. And also, you know, when it's something you've played the first time around, there's also that nostalgia element that, that helps. That is true. Yeah. Which I'm not going to have with this, so that's going to be fun. So, yeah, so tune in for episode five with my review of Dino Crisis 2 then. So, last few bits of news, and they're all related to one another, so I'm going to lump them all in together and we can just discuss it all as a nebulous idea. Because it's all PS5 shit, isn't it? All the PS5 stuff So there was the video tearing down the console and showing mm-hmm. its construction. Those sexy, there... sexy internals. Yeah. Like... And, and and the video that led to the super irritating video where Xbox thought they were being so smug and so clever about how you how you turn around which way you which way you have your I mean, Xbox it was, Series X. It was as if everyone was just like NSE changing which which orientation their console's in. It's like who cares? You do it once and then you leave it. That's, yeah, that's, that, 
But I can also see it was obviously intended in good humour. And it did, I know it was intended in good humour, but it's just like... I think there is an element of over-engineering in the PS5's design that they've just made lives difficult for themselves when they could have just made it with flat sides and it would have sat on its side without any issue at all. And they still could have had the nice curving front. Yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm not a fan of, I, I, I must admit, I'm not a fan of the back, wing, back wings thing that they've got going on. I love the PS5, um, and it is obviously going to be the one I, I, I've already discussed this, the one that I get from the next gen for now. Um, but the more I look at that design, the more I'm just like, it's a bit over-designed, isn't it? It's just it? a bit over-designed, it's a bit over The fact that they've had to go to so much effort to make a base that screws onto the bottom, that has a little cubby hole in it to keep the screw in when it's not screwed to the bottom, and you're just thinking... You've just made your life difficult for yourself, Sony. Why? <laughs> is it, wait, isn't it? Isn't it the same as? Wait, 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 wait. Isn't this the same as the Nintendo Wii? That it had that little. Well, it did, but that was entirely optional. You could just—I mean, I never used that little stand with mine. Yeah, Wii. it just—and it, it didn't take any screws or anything. You just—and it had it no screws it. either. It oh, was, yeah, that's it true. was. Yeah, it was optional. Uh, it, yeah, whereas this is required in order to lay lay the PS5 down and also keep it stable enough for it to stand up it's going to be quieter though <laughs> well that's true <laughs> and I'm, all, I, I'm all I, for that I, I like the look of the PS5 so maybe oh, don't I get me wrong I like the look of it overall but I think they could have just made the edges flatter so it just laid down without yeah, probably, they probably a complicated stand mechanism <laughs> um, I'm also one of those people who I'm in a position where I actually have a lot of space in my in my TV stand, so actually lying it down flat in my TV stand is not going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I do not have that issue either. Um, I think I'll be fine as long as I unplug the PS4, which, seen as there's only 10 games that aren't going to work on the PS5, and those 10 games are games that I have <laughs> either not heard of or would never buy, um, then I think it'll be fine. Yes. I mean, I have played one of those 10 games. Shadow Complex is actually a very good Metroidvania-style game. Oh, God damn it! don't tell me this now. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy and play that game in like a month. It's fine. I think it might be on Game Pass, or it was at one point. I don't know if it still is. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, we do, I mean, did we have any other thoughts on the on the teardown? It's... No, it was a teardown. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't really watch it because I just don't care enough. I mean, we're not really hardware, but you're, you're quite... Yeah, techy, I mean, but... I found it interesting. I found it interesting, um, but the, you know, it's uh, a bunch of motherboards inside a plastic case. It's it's a, a, a simpler and more traditional design than the internals of the Xbox Series X. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a console. It's just a really fucking big one, <laughs> like the Xbox Series X, but, but even bigger. <laughs> They're proper showers. Oh, which which, which one? Which one do you think has got bigger volume? That'll be interesting to know. Which console has the biggest? I think volume. it's the PS5. I'm pretty sure Probably. it's the PS5. I don't think it's as far ahead of the X as people because the X is with its squareness. Yeah. Um, is but the X is than, is, uh, is nowhere near. It's neither no, nowhere near as deep nor as tall as the uh, yeah the five. Nor has it got anywhere near as much space added to it by the bat wings. No. <laughs> its surface area is somewhat high. Um, so the other the other thing, in fact there's four things. I'm going to tie together the, 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 these next two. Um, 
The changes to the trophies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we know what levels we are yet? I am level a hundred and. I'm in. I'm in the two hundred. And I would say that because I am not a massive trophy hunting fan. Like, if I happen to get a trophy while I'm playing through a single player game, great. But once I'm done with a single player story, I move on. I'm not. I'm not interested in hunting I'm, out trophies. I'm with you, Mark. Um, I couldn't tell you what my old level was. I couldn't tell you what my new level was. Uh, I don't care any less. I also um, I also did not massively play a PS3, so like my history of trophies from that era is also almost non-existent. Yeah. I also I understand that, you know, some people really like it. Um you may both be aware, you know, we have a a member of our free company in Final Fantasy Fourteen, um, who the Catboy Party, who is big 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 on trophies and you know it's really interesting whenever i talk to him we talk about stuff and he's like oh, i'm going to pick it up on on playstation because i want to get my trophies i'm like i, w- I don't want to get it on switch and i barely use my switch because i can't get trophies on switch i'm like i don't care about trophies although i don't care about being able to hold it in my hand although interestingly um, so, you know, I, I was... for the people who like it great yeah and I, I, well, I, out of interest, I did look through my list of games that I've earned trophies for, and uh, the one that I am closest to having all of the trophies for, despite saying that I, I don't have a huge history of trophies on the PS3, is uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Ah. See, so that means I've got more trophies than you on Spider-Man. Because I've got like 90-something percent of the trophies on Spider-Man. Oh yeah, I've only got like 50-odd percent of the trophies on Spider-Man. Fucking what? I've got more trophies than you on Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've only. Got... That, that's not from trophy hunting. Is that just from you being the kind of person who likes to explore? I just wanted to do all the things, and that ended up yeah. tying together with most of the trophies. Um, I mean, I've only got one platinum, and that's Bloodborne. <laughs> no surprise there. Surprising no one, um, and that required like three playthroughs to get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm level two hundred now. What the fuck ever. Um, Tied with that, they have uh, Sony revealed that they are removing Vita and PS3 games from the online store on browser. Um, yeah. only, but only on browser. <laughs> but only on the browser, browser yeah. You can, can still buy the game on the themselves, but you can't I mean, buy them I'm, through the browser. I'm all for them decluttering because I, I use the store semi-regularly on browser to just browse. And it's a like you search for something and you get like seventy five gajillion hits. Um, so I'm all for it being a bit more streamlined. But that's mostly to do with DLC, though. Like the fact is so much to do. Why do they separate DLC A single every single skin listed for the game. Yeah, let me search for listed before the game you want to get to. What's underneath the game? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why because like they've got the function on the on the browser at least. I don't know whether it's the same on the PS4 console. But on the browser, if you search for a game and you go onto the games page, you can then click on DLC on the bottom. Yeah. Why isn't that the fact throughout the thing that you just you can't search for the DLC, but if you search for the game, you can then click on the DLC. That would declutter the store by about forty times just by that one. Which app. is which is the way that lots of other app stores handle it. If you think about an app store on your phone, you know yeah. that's what you get. You don't. It's not listing every in in app purchase separately. No, fucking Sony. And it's, and it's all JRPGs <laughs> as well. Yeah, that have main... hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of bits of content. Like Persona Five has like thirty different DLC pieces. It's just stupid. Here's seventy five thousand skins. Just yeah, who cares? Um, final bit of PS Five news, and it's the most recent one, and the second 
reason why we record the fucking podcast on a Thursday, there was a UI breakdown. Yes. Video that was released today. today. Yeah. I don't think it's the most exciting PS5 news that we'd had in this this set of PS5 news. I can um, wait for I'm not one I've spent I spent a while saying I'll be very honest, saying Oh, why does everyone feel they need to see the UI? Like, the UI is about functionality. Like, who really cares? And I watched that video, and I'm like, holy heck. Um, Some of this looks very exciting. Yeah, and I I think you kind of uh, hit the nail on the head when you said, uh, who cares about the UI? The UI is about functionality. Because, actually, what we didn't have a clue about on with the PS5 up until this video was what it could do other than play games. You know, there's a lot of functionality in that UI. Um, they've massively improved the store by making it a native part of the user interface rather than a yeah. a, a web front end. Uh, you know, they've they've added in these these this control center with cards that are relevant to the game that you're playing. Uh, they've obviously streamlined the whole user interface. It's a lot nicer looking than the ps4 interface um and i think it's a lot so it seems a lot faster it was lightning fast the ps4 interface is very clunky or it can be and it it did make me think you know actually we've also effective i guess effectively seen their answer to quick resume um you know theirs is is actually because we've got such fast loading times, we're just going to let you choose where you want to load into in the game anyway. Yes, you can just um, say, you know, right, like, just like, open this activities. game up at this level and start playing. Yeah, um, I the mean, they might... they, the speed in which they jumped into 11 in Sackboy, just from choosing it off that list, was astonishing. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, they, they, they may well still have some quick resume functionality because they, uh, you know, they, they clearly said that they haven't shown everything yet. There, there was a lot of options in that menu where we didn't, we didn't see what was in there. Um, I think particularly yeah. there was, there, when he brought up the, the menu along the bottom with a single click of the PS button, there was an option in there that said like recent games or pinned games or something. And I don't know if that is, you know, their quick resume equivalent because they didn't go into that. Also, can I just say how excited I am by all of the the in-screen stuff, like oh, being the able to go and jump into party chat without having to like totally go off somewhere else. Yeah, that was like, great. Now I'm not in. Now I'm not immersed in my game, and you're ruining the immersion of. My I game really like the, the, the picture and picture stuff screen. where you can play. You know, you could be playing the same game as your friend having a chat, you can see what they're doing, they can see what you're doing. That looks like a great way to kind of be able to play a game with a friend in a world where perhaps we're not able to actually be with our friends. Yeah. Now I think on it, that would really help with playing Bloodborne with you. That probably would. Mark, you're in the wrong place. (laughs) Um, See, I... The good news is that, Mark, you no longer have that excuse for not playing Bloodborne that you don't have Ruben there to help you. Because... <laughs> oh, well, no, but the trouble is I can't at the moment because I, I uh, Ruben doesn't have his console here, so he can't actually jump in and co-op with me, which is the help that I needed. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I will be honest, and Mark already knows this because we had a chat before the recording, 
Um, I came away from that video utterly unimpressed, unimpressed at all. Um, I, I was just like, well, that was a bit naff. However, I've been obviously talking about it with Mark since, hearing what you had to say as well, Will. I've realized that really it wasn't, going back to what Mark said earlier in the podcast, it wasn't about a big move forwards. It was about a load of little, a, little, a load of little improvements. And that's what they all yeah. were. All of the UI things are little improvements that were so beneficial. The whole screen in screen thing that you've that, that we were just speaking about is a great little improvement. That being able to jump into party chats and um, post screenshots, etc., without leaving the game that you're playing is a great feature. Yeah. That being able to talk, dictate messages as opposed to typing them in on the fucking gamepad is a great little feature and that's going to make Final Fantasy 14 so much easier. The, but, custo- the custom how long have I got to complete this activity thing looked yeah. interesting. I mean, it will be interesting to see really how many, so, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how, how much work developers have to put in to that kind of stuff and how many games will fully support that complete range of features beyond, I mean, I know Sony first party titles definitely will, but sort of from a third party perspective, how many will actually bother to put in the full effort required for it? But yeah, but then it's also interesting to see how deeply they've baked those activities in because yeah. the bit that the bit that really made me smile was the bit at the end when he shared the screenshot and he's like, "Oh, and by the way, you know, if you're worried about spoilers, devs devs can say which activity it's linked to, so then it can warn them there might be a spoiler." And it's just like, "Oh my god, wow!" I was just like, "That's just it's just ingenious." It just felt ingenious to me. Um, there were several great little little things like that. I mean, I more than anything, I'm happy about the store thing because the store on PS4. I don't know whether either of you have tried to use it. Oh, it's an abomination. This is precisely why I use the I use the browser quite a lot. Yeah, that's why I, I use the browser. Just go on my browser and buy it, and then it appears on my PS4, and it's all dealt with. I, yeah, I use the browser because it's it's optimized and actually works, uh, as opposed to the store, which is it is awful. I'm so, and I'm really hope that it's not awful on PS5. <laughs> Because well, they're making time a new version. Will tell. Yeah, just, um, but otherwise, everything else just sounds, just sounds great. I mean, actually, one thing that I did find in that that I was just like, wow, that's actually quite neat. The fact that the games, when you're playing them, will record footage natively while you're playing. Mm-hmm. Because the amount mm-hmm. of times that I've done something on a game, I'm just like, that be that would have been a really cool thing to to have as a video and you have to make sure you go into the menu to do it on ps4 otherwise you'll lose all of the footage it automatically doing it is a very good idea i just wonder i am concerned how much space that will take up on the hard drive that isn't big anyway but it's it's a neat idea it sounds well i don't know about that particularly but it does it sounds from what i've been reading or what i have read that the PlayStation 5 system software does not take up any more resource from the console than the PS4 one did. Okay, that's good. I mean, the PS4 one did take a decent... No, it was the PS3 one took a massive chunk out of it, didn't it? If I remember correctly, the PS3 kind of soft, actual software for the PS3 took up so much space on that drive. But I think that also refers to the amount of resource it needs to run in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, So... 
given the extra jump in performance that the PS5 uh, provides as well, it's actually taking up a smaller percentage than it did on the PS4. Oh, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. One thing I don't think they have said Not though, long is, is how much usable storage there is on the PS5's internal drive. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't think that's been published yet. It's been published for the Xbox. Yeah, so Xbox is looking like it's got 800 terabyte, uh, 800 gigabytes of... Terabytes. <laughs> 800 gigabytes of the one terabyte storage. Um, so that is less than the PS5 provides overall with its 875 but we don't know how much of that 875 is used by... Well, more system. than 75 is going to be taken up by the system. Like yes, that. you would have thought so. That is in no doubt. It's a concern how big PS5 games are as well with that regard. Because like, isn't the Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, isn't that like 100 and something gig yeah. alone? Uh, yes, it probably is. But, that, that, but the, then as an Ultimate Edition, that does also include Spider-Man. Yeah, Remastered. Hot Twink Spider-Man. <laughs> um, Twinkie Parker yeah Twink Parker um, but that I, I think that's it for episode 4 mm-hmm. uh, follow us on all of the all of the things uh, Podbean we're on Spotify we're on Apple Podcasts we're on something probably something else that I've forgotten from this list we're on Amazon Podcasts whatever it's called now Amazon Music Podcasts I can't remember it's a relatively new thing it's just launched we're on the google one um we're in various other random places that just syndicate it from the places that we're in and also follow us it, on twitter yeah follow us on twitter and um if you want to we'd love to have you come and join our growing discord which is discord.quizatplay.com nothing really else to add <laughs> We'll see you. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. 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 Bye.